0: Where the mighty Adelaide the Crows Show. On Triple M. With
1: Source. Source, a foot snap, and he gets his second goal.
0: And Tomo. I've never played the game, okay, so you can clip me to bugger Ah, hello to you, Adelaide Crows fans. Great to have your company once again on 104.7 Triple M. It's the Crows Radio Show with Source and Tomo. 208 games to his name, dominated showdowns when we needed him most. Sam Jacobs, hello. Morning, Tomo. Great to be here on a Sunday morning again. Oh, mate, fired up. Look down at the run sheet. How good's this? Brody Smith's going to join us. Uh, Michael Godden, the co in the Sandful, and they are flying our Sandful team, no doubt about that. And got to talk about obviously playing Collingwood yesterday, the siren gate from years ago with the Jerker Jenkins. Yeah, so on the uh, on the
2: Thursday night when mm-hmm. we played Collingwood, obviously uh, the siren went. Um, to this day, I still don't know whether it was actually before or after. but yeah, uh, we'll, we'll have a little discussion about it, and I look forward to finding out who Brody Smith grew up supporting. So, oh, okay,
0: uh, yeah, we'll, we'll ask him that. I'll leave that question to you. You can hit him straight between the eyes. We'll do that very very shortly. Also, the podcast will be available at ten o'clock today on the listener app. L-I-S T N Brody Smith to join us next. Triple M. 104.7, Triple M The Crows Radio Show with Sauce and Summer. We're here until 10 o'clock this morning. And you can always grab the podcast as well off the listener app. Really looking forward to this chat here, Saucy. Brody Smith joins us on the line. Dominated this year, and uh yeah, he's played a hell of a lot of good footy for the Adelaide Football Club over the past decade.
3: Brody, you got us? G'day, boys. How
0: you going? Ah, good, mate. Firstly, how did we pull up? All okay?
3: Yeah, yeah, all good, all good. Ah, I love that.
0: Hey, mate, where we um on this show? We like to delve a little bit off field as well. Um, mainly, mainly trying to focus on that rather than the the football stuff. And we'll start with your career, mate. Obviously, um, you know, grew up here in South Australia. How'd the transition go to become an Adelaide Crow from your junior career?
3: Um, I was a bit dicey early being a a port supporter growing up so myself and Gordo um, were mad port supporters and uh, mum was a crow supporter so she she was happy she was crying tears of joy and uh, when my name got called out Gordo was crying I'm not sure if that was sadness or he was happy I got picked up so um, took a while to uh, transfer him over to a crow but (laughs) um, couldn't be happier to obviously stay home I grew up in West Lakes a couple of Couple of minutes down the road from the footy club, so that made it um, very easy for me early on, and um, and then having some good leaders around the footy club looked after me, and um, yeah, it's been a great time being at the footy club ever since.
2: Now you just slip that in quietly, Brody. Yeah, we're going to touch on the Port Seriously. Adelaide stuff. So <laughs> Help. You, you're you're a Port Adelaide man growing up. So you grew up in West Lakes, which is Crow's Heartland. How much of a Port man are we talking? Is it just because Gordo, your old man's very passionate? Is it just a, a jumped on board there, or, or were you right into it?
3: Uh, well, it was certainly because of dad, he took us over to the dark side early on. Um, but so his business at the time sponsored the Port Magpies, so we had yeah. a box. So we go watch the sample, we go watch the Port Magpies, and then the next day we go to um Amy Stadium, um, or 40 Park, I should call it the traditional 40 Park, and, and go watch the power. So, um, it was my weekend was very much based around um the power, unfortunately, <laughs> but look back now, but um. Yeah, it's where, it's where I, I guess got my love for footy watching watching them. But then, um, as I said, coming over to the Crows, it was a very quick transition for myself. But it took Gordo a bit of time.
2: Now, you, I guess you got a bit of a unique situation, which you mentioned. You, you are a Western Suburbs we grew up right near the club. Um, how how has how have you found that? Because a lot of guys come from interstate. Have you enjoyed being local and staying? Um, I guess as close to home as possible.
3: Yeah, I loved it and being able to stay home and obviously live with mum and dad for a few years at the footy club and your first couple of pre-seasons is pretty much you train, you get home, you sleep, mum and dad wake you up to give you some dinner and then you go back to bed. So being able to stay home and um, be comfortable in a comfortable environment, um, have all my mates from school and stuff around me as well. Um, So I I do um, try and get around the Victorian lads when they come over as much as possible because um, I couldn't imagine doing that myself. I think I would have really struggled. So it can be hard for those guys to come into a new state. Um, as I said, you're exhausted for the first few months, and then um, obviously focused on your footy and trying to get a game and all those sorts of things. So um, it can be tough for those boys. Hey, bro, I just want to dial back to
0: 2017, mate, and in the qualifying final against GWS, unfortunately, he went down with an ACL. Firstly, mate, obviously, how tough was that? you know, when the team goes on and plays in the grand final, but uh, the whole recovery and uh, that whole year on the sidelines?
3: Uh, yeah, extremely tough. Uh, that that first month, um, obviously the timing of it was um, terrible and um, it was, yeah, really difficult. A lot of mixed emotions in that first month of obviously knowing that um, I obviously wasn't going to play for the rest of the final series and then watching the boys go so well and make their way to a granny and um, as much as, you know, you want the boys... To, to have a big win and, mm. and celebrate. And then at the same time, you're thinking about, gee, I'm going to miss out on, on playing in a premiership here. So that, those are sort of thoughts that go through your head, which were um, pretty dark at times. I remember after the prelim, um, just bawled my eyes out knowing that the boys were going through to a yep. granny and I was going to miss out. So um, very difficult times. But um, I guess once the season was over, I got to just focus on my rehab and then um, put a good plan in place to be able to, get back a, a year later and um, did a bit of coaching and some leadership stuff and actually came out the other side of, um, of rehab in a, a lot better space to be able to um, be a leader of the footy club and um, give a bit more time back to, to younger players and that sort of thing and try and help develop a few of the guys around me, which um, I think I've, I've come out of it as a better, better player and better person. So there is some positive to it, but I would have much rather have, have played in that final series clearly.
2: Yeah, it's all right, mate. We made sure we didn't uh, we didn't put our best performance out there as well, so you didn't miss out on anything. Um, just finally, mate, before we let you go, now you're a big dog man. Um, is it uh you and Chelsea Randall's dogs are related? Is that right?
3: Yeah, they're brothers. Yeah. Oh, so, wow.
2: uh, do you get have little doggy dates? Do You get them hang out, and do, do you reckon they know? Uh,
3: we we think they do because um they do love each other, and yeah. uh, we went away in the off season, and and Chelsea looked after Duke for us, so she reckons um. As soon as they came in, they were they were back to their their bashful brother ways and um, all over each other and sleeping next to each other and then fighting and um, all, all the sort of things that brothers would do. So um, we we think that they know, but um, I think dogs just love each other no matter what, don't <laughs> they? So who knows? But um, yeah, it is good. It's, um, we we share some tips on little training tips and that sort of thing. So they're quite um, crazy, the Kelpie. So if you don't give them enough attention, they can tear your house to pieces. So we've definitely shared some ideas on how to keep them keep calm.
0: You're a star, Brody. Thanks so much for jumping on the Crows Radio Show. Enjoy the rest
3: of your Sunday. No worries. Thanks for having
0: Thanks, me. Thanks, Smithers. 104.7 alone the Crows Radio Show with Source and Tomah. Here until 10 o'clock this morning. The podcast is available from 10 o'clock. This morning on Listener L A S T N R. Now, Saucy, obviously, we played the Collingwood Football Club yesterday and, uh, yeah, certainly does bring back a few memories. some uh, A few old battles against the Magpies. Yeah, we've always uh, had a strong history with Collingwood. I mean, every team loves playing Collingwood, don't yeah,
2: they? Yeah, they do. They're the uh, biggest club in the land. The old Port Magpies of the AFL. Yep. The, the, the big club, um, which they obviously bring a lot of people. So. Um, we're going to have a go back to have a look at Josh Jenkins Siren Gate. Now yes. he's actually had two of them, hasn't he? He's had yeah, he has. The, the Port the Port Power one, which yep. hit, which he claims hit the post, mm. which I don't know. We'll mm. beg to differ. But yep. and the other one was uh, when he kicked the goal.
0: Well, I don't. I actually still don't know if it was before or after the siren. So let's roll uh, roll to the audio. Let's have a listen. We're eight points up and there's ten seconds left in the third quarter.
4: Charlie Cameron, how does he win this battle? Oh. He rolled it beautifully. Just gets back out of trouble. Moonwalk. Of this if he goes over the top. Right. He will, Jenkins. Well, did he get it in time?
0: Can't hear it. You can hardly hear the siren, yes. which is insane. No, so I remember I was—I
2: uh, think I was on the about the wing at this stage. Yep. and um, you just didn't think anything of it. You yeah. just thought it was a goal and yeah. awesome. We've just so you didn't goal. hear the siren. No, no, wow. no, because no, because. Going back to this time at Adelaide Oval, this is uh, the Thursday night footy, and this is when there was, what, 50,000? There's 50,000 there, which is insane for Thursday night in these times post-COVID. So, yeah, yeah, exactly, pre-COVID. So, um, it was uh, a really special special game, Mm. the Thursday nights, Mm. and um, a time slot hopefully we can get back to sooner rather than later, but... Um, yeah, the big fella went, went uh, and kicked that goal and the crowd went nuts. We didn't hear a thing. We're celebrating. Yeah. And obviously there was a bit of controversy after around Was it a legal goal or not? But, yeah. Um, yeah, I still don't know to this day. Well, the strangest thing I thought about it
0: was Jerky getting out the back because that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised Tom Lynch wasn't next to him. <laughs> Triple M, the Crows Radio Show. We're also on the listener app as well, LIST. And it's awesome summer here until 10 o'clock today. Our next guest is Michael Godden, the senior coach of the Sandford Reserve side. And uh, I'll tell you what, going beautifully at the moment. 145 senior games uh, for himself for the West Adelaide Football Club and then transition into coaching. Godsy, you
4: got us? Yes, we've got you guys.
0: Uh, mate, we're well, going to start with your career, mate. Obviously, like I said, you, you you played at West Adelaide for a number of years. How did all that uh, eventuate?
4: Um, yeah, it was a long time ago, actually. <laughs> uh, but yeah, basically, born and bred in the in the Mallee area, which is a town called Lamaru, So, yep. we're on a farm out there, and yeah, zoned to the West East Footy Club, and came down in '92, uh, I think it was, from memory, and yeah, obviously played at a pretty young age, and yeah, had a lot of injuries and. They got into coaching pretty early actually because the career was cut pretty short. But I had had some great times down there and, you know, still have a lot of friends down at the West East Footy Club and, uh, yeah, many years later, I got to coach against them in the grand final and they beat me in one. So, <laughs> yeah, it's got to be a love-hate relationship.
2: Yeah. Now, we won't let it slide too easy, Godsy, because you were on the Crows list for a year.
4: I was, yeah. it's spent actually a couple of years just on the on the list. Obviously not good enough to play, but it was a good experience still. I mean, back in those days, the, the real early days of Adelaide, it was... Uh, yeah, a new experience for the city, and um, as I said, I, I learned a lot, met some wonderful people, and uh, you know, I guess it was nice to be a part of those those early years because it's uh, now that I'm back at the footy club, it's, yeah, it's gone full circle. So you
0: you moved into coaching, like you say, you were coaching the uh, the Glenelg reserves there, and then moved into the senior coach at the Woodville West Torrens uh, premiership coach as well, which is fantastic. How was that experience about moving into different sample clubs and do you find that beneficial now that you're you're coaching the Crows?
4: Yeah, I do. I think if we go back even a step further, I was at Westies prior to that when I finished playing with uh, Big Rennie was coaching. I worked uh, as his assistant and then I actually did the twos for a year there as well. And then I made the jump to Glenelg with Mark Micken and learned a lot. And that was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life because I've clearly been at Westies my entire life from junior footy. So then I guess that has helped me being able to adapt to different situations. So three years at Glenelg and then, uh, yeah, then obviously the Eagles opportunity arose and yeah, it was a fantastic period of time and yeah, obviously now it's more change, changed again. I went into the AFL system, didn't quite work out. Now I'm into the doing the sample plus helping the AFL. So it's, yeah, it's a journey. It's a long journey and hopefully it continues for a lot longer.
2: Now, we've seen this year, Godzi, that the SANFL teams obviously having a fantastic year so far, with with a bit of footy left to go. But um, you must be really happy with the improvement, I guess, of the camaraderie between the the AFL listed guys that come back and play SANFL, and and also our SANFL listed guys, because um, we've got a really good cohesion within the, within the group, and um, everyone seems to be gelling pretty well.
4: Yeah, of so absolutely. It's a it's the biggest challenge. You know, I guess we have different. Uh... You know, there's, there's players from all over Australia, and they all come with different backgrounds. And you know, it's, it's not a traditional sample team. So, you know, we, we try to make it as close to a sample team as we can. But you know, obviously, they a lot of the players, you know, three quarters of our team every week has have got their eyes on a higher prize. But we also need to make sure that they value and respect the competition that we've all come from. So that's the balance we try to find, and we feel this year the players have come together really strongly with our with our uh, SNFL development players, which are, have been really good for the camaraderie and obviously playing good footy as well. So, yeah, we bring that as close together as possible so we can, you know, compete. And by competing and playing well, then clearly it gives them an opportunity at a higher level, but also just helps create a, a winning culture that we're, we're all striving for.
0: Now, Godzi, let's get back to you, mate, personally. What are the aspirations in years to years to come? Would you like to venture into the AFL system as a senior coach?
4: I don't know about senior coach. I see the stresses every day, i I've already gone grey. I'm grey at thirty, so I'm not sure if I need that. But oh look, I, I don't know. It's a bit of a bit of a thing for me. I just I just love what I do, and whatever wherever it goes, wherever it takes me, I, I just I love every opportunity that I've got, and you know, just going to footy every day, working in full time footy, working with young men, helping them get better, working with a great group of coaches, wherever that is, whatever it takes me. I just I just enjoy it, and I'm bloody lucky to do what I do. So. If I, if I'm good enough and someone wants to take me up higher and higher, then yeah, why not? But I certainly, it's not going to define me as a person. I'll just do what I love. Love it.
2: Now, before we let you go, to enjoy your Sunday, Godsy, um The what what's to come for the SA team this year? We're obviously in a really strong position to be able to challenge. Um, which which finals time does bring some challenges in itself with a few rules and whatnot. But you know, we're in a really strong position to be able to you know be right up there this year.
4: Yeah, absolutely. The goal is to, you know, win the Premiership like every team in the competition and ours is no different. And as you mentioned, we do have some different challenges that other clubs don't face, but also, you know, we've we've got a, you know, a few rules as well that we've got to abide by in terms of qualification. So, look, we'll just whatever players we we get towards the end of the year, we will be putting out our best form and I as I said, I know the players and the coaches are keen to win the Premiership and that's what we're striving for and you know, Whatever comes before us, we'll take on and, and hopefully have some fun doing it.
0: Gods you're a good man. Thanks so much for jumping on board the Cryers Radio Show on your Sunday.
4: No worries at all. Thanks, guys. The Cryers Radio
0: Show with Source and Tom on this lovely Sunday morning. 76 games to his name and 26 goals for the Adelaide Football Club. Played in the 97-98 Premiership was an integral part of that. Brett James joins us right now. Beefy, you got us. Yeah, all good, Tomo. Hey, um, mate. Let's start at yeah. Let's start right at the roots at Kersbrook, mate. Obviously, you know you and the you and Roger and uh, your brother Paul dominated for Kersbrook growing up, and then transitioned into Nord. I'm interested to know, mate. You you started off playing at Collingwood. How did all that come about?
1: Well, because I'm old, um, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of different. Um, it was one of those things. We I just got in Nord squads when I was about twelve. 12 years old and kind of fo- followed that all the way through and um, ended up playing league footy at 17 and got drafted, um, didn't go for two or three years, um, yeah, because that was back in the days, like, yeah, I'm back before the Crows had started when I got drafted and everything, so, um, yeah, my first league season was pre-Crows, so I got to play in the SNFL like it was where everyone, you know, there was ten or fifteen thousand at all your suburban games yep, at, yeah. you know, your, your grounds and footy park. Norwood Port was thirty five thousand. Like it was, mm. I'm really glad I got to play a year of that before the Crows kicked in. Um, but yeah, I'd played nearly a hundred games before I left um, to co- go to Collingwood because it was one of those things. Lists were bigger and um, you kind of proved yourself here before you kind of went where it's completely different nowadays.
0: Was that a tough transition to get over to Victoria Beef? And you glad
1: you did it? um I, I think probably part of it i mean growing up all i wanted to do was play for norwood right. um so that was i was i was already doing that so i actually had i didn't like collingwood and because <laughs> i were black and white and and i didn't really have any ambition to go over there because i was kind of brought up on the sr nfl but once i got there and i actually got you know played a few games you went i probably did the you know a I was only 20 years old but i made me grow up a bit and do all those things, so it was you know probably the best thing for me.
2: You squeezed a lot into your your, your career, um, Jamesy. Obviously, with a lot of premierships here. I think I spoke to you previously, um, and you said well, was in '97 you won the AFL one, and then the next week you you went back and won the uh, the '98 one at Norwood, uh, the '98 Crows premiership, and then obviously premierships up at the uh, with Kersbrook up in the hills. But let's go back to the '97, '98. Yeah? Mm. Well, first of all, what sort of condition were you in after the '97 flag to front up the next week?
1: I was actually not too bad because um, we won. Obviously, we won with Adelaide, and I had a I had a couple pretty solid days, <laughs> and it just took the edge off me. I end up with a flu, like cold. So I, was, I actually did nothing all week, cause was making sure I was okay. Um, but a bit like I said before, it was actually pretty easy because growing up, Nord were my yeah. That was that's the team I wanted to play for. So having the you know the possibility of winning a premiership with those was actually a pretty big thing. So the reality of it all, you know, I've often said winning it at Norwood in terms of celebration was probably as as big as anything I did because that's what I wanted to do growing up. So it's kind of as I said, I'm I'm at that age where I'm I was a, kind of had a different outlook on probably you know Essendon AFL in some respects.
2: I was obviously a South Australian lad growing up and, um, you know, not only yourself, but your brothers and all that obviously played a lot of footy. You come across as a very loyal servant to, to every club you play for. Is Do you just have a real passion to play footy? And obviously I know that you, you still played, obviously, um, just until until recently. Is, is footy just in the blood and it's just something you just love doing? And, and obviously for Norwood and Kirsbrook and these teams as well?
1: Yeah, I'll, it's just being, being with your mates. I, I, I obviously love, love playing footy, but um, even the last few years, when it was cold and wet and crappy, I, I can honestly say I didn't really look forward to playing in those <laughs> days. But obviously the afterwards, you know, and the camaraderie and that, you know, it's all part of it. So um, I think just footy clubs are really good environments to be around. Um, so it's one of those things you, you kind of work all week and do all those things. You've got to have something to look forward to on the weekend. And so for me, for a long time, it was having a kick.
0: Now, you finished up playing beef and then you you went up to to Kersbrook, your home club mate, and coached up there for a long period of time. Very, very successful. But now you finished up with that and you're uh, following your kids. What are they up to?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, Archie and Lil. So Archie's 14, my daughter's 12, and they're seven days a week sport pretty much, both of them. So they play Archie's basketball and football and uh, my daughter's netball and football. So yeah, pretty much it's finish work and every night run them somewhere. So, <laughs> And then my weekend is Saturday, take them to sport, and Sunday I take them to sport, which is, as I said, it was something I had to give. So I think I'd played footy long enough, so I kind of pulled the pin on that end of last year. And, yeah, I really enjoy watching those, you know, and hopefully, you know, they get to have as much enjoyment as I did playing all those, you know, playing sport.
2: Now I can't I can't let you go without um, discussing Hills Footy League. Um, we have yep. got Tomo, my co-host. How does he go up there in, at, with the, with the Meadows Bulldogs? And is he uh, does he leave the centre square when he's playing centre?
1: <laughs> no, he does cruise It's funny, like he I've i listen on radio, so I, he has got, but he doesn't say much on a footy field. Like, oh. He never used to say too much. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't with us because he, he you know he had a bit of respect for some of the old guys playing, but. He was he was always yeah pretty mild-mannered and just played.
0: I, I think I think it's because your brother took all the words, both.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was probably it's actually yeah. Apples apples is actually pretty hard to get words in front of him. And if you try, you might get put on your backside Yeah, which, quick. which happened to me a couple of times. <laughs> so nah. you learned you learned early. That's right, it. Exactly.
0: Now nah, you're a good man Beef. Thanks so much for jamming on the Crows Radio show. No problem. Thanks, Thanks mate. Cheers. Uh, another Sunday. Done and dusted. Saucy, you've been super again.
2: Yeah, another big show. Obviously, a bit of a Collingwood flavor with with oh, yeah. Brett James, the, the past uh, Collingwood play came, coming on and having a chat and yep. obviously uh, delving a little bit into the siren gate.
0: Yeah, for sure. There's a bit going on there with Jerker, wasn't there? <laughs> I've, I've, just, I've just looked at that audio again, and I reckon we just snuck it in. Mate. Yeah, we'll, we'll claim it. <laughs> no doubt.
2: And as always, Tomo, jump on board our Crow social media platform. Oh, yeah. Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Insta- Instagram, all of them. And if you want to
0: touch base with us at Crows Radio Show at afc.com.au. For sure. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, South Australia. We'll see you next week from 9 o'clock.